0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Maura Z, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 7th and we are reading from the big book. We are on page 68 in the chapter How It Works and we will be reading the third paragraph and commenting on it. Today's readers are Janice P.M., 12 Steps. 10s and P, 12 traditions, and the readers of the text, Jen A, Annie V, and Craig F. Reference numbers for yesterday. The 7 a.m. meeting, 11,508, that's 11508, and the 10 a.m., 11,509, 11509. At a Vision for You big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Janice PM, would you please read the 12 steps of OA?
1: Be delighted. Thank you. And good morning to everyone. My name is Janice PM, calling from Massachusetts. These are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to Compulsive Overeaters in practice, these principles in all our affairs, and I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Janice P.M. And tenzin and P. would you please read the 12 Traditions of OA?
2: Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Here are the 12 Traditions of O-Readers Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, the loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, Never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you
0: very much. Thank you, tenzin In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And someone is unmuted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 68 in the chapter, How It Works. We're going to be reading the third paragraph only and commenting on that. And I would now like to ask Jen A. if she would get us started reading. Good morning, Maura. Thank you, and thanks
3: for allowing me to be of service. My name is Jen A. I'm compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from Littleton, Colorado. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spiritually the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. This is a beautiful paragraph where now that I've gone through the process process here of uncovering and discovering in this four-step inventory, I get to discard it with God's help. So, Um, As I trust in my infinite God, he's going to give me the strength that um, I need to now take action again and ask him to remove these fears. And for me, perhaps, you know, you have similar fears um, and they look somewhat like mine. So um, the fear of being judged or not being good enough, perfectionism, right? Fear of failure at my job or as a parent in a relationship or in program, fear of not being liked or loved or being alone the abandonment um and so i know that self-reliance at this point has failed me and i'm going to probably look to god right (laughs) and ask him how he's going to have me be this is the best part and so um for me um my sponsors taught me um you know we put together a little prayer at this point and um sometimes those little prayers need to be really big and uh I say something probably like this, um, God, remove from me the fear of being perfect in other people's eyes. Give me the belief that you love me and created me in your image, that I am good enough just as I am, and give me courage as I go out to be of service to you and your kids. May your will be done, not mine. Amen. So I've commenced to outgrow this fear, right? It sometimes happens quickly. It sometimes happens slowly. And so this, my dear friends, is spiritual progress on this road of recovery for me, not spiritual perfection. Um, And I I love this last paragraph because this is a paragraph that's showing the transformation of my heart. And um, it's it's a beautiful place to be, right? Because I'm now free from the bondage of self. Thank you, God. And with that,
0: I'll pass. Well, thank you, Jen A. And so, if you would like to share, press star one, and give me your first name, last initial, one time, and I'll repeat it back. Who would like to share?
2: Julie M. reba. M. Lisa H. Lisa H. Carrie N.
0: Carrie M. M. Magdalena. I'm hearing somebody whispering in the background
4: <laughs> Magdalena
0: Magdalena okay that's our six this is who I have Julie M Reva P Lisa H and I'm not sure if it was Terry or Perry or Carrie N then it was Janice PM and Magdalena you'll give us your last initial when it's your turn to share Julie M please get us started Hi, good morning. This is Julie M. Recovered in Nederland, Colorado.
5: Um, The line where it says, we can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. Um, I grew up in a family that definitely mocked. They didn't mock spirituality. They mocked religion. And in my journey... Uh, it was so important to realize the difference between spirituality and religion. And um, this takes me back to um, when I was a kid. I hated religion. I I thought that it was I was taught to believe that it was for weak people. That you were a sheep and you were following if you were religious in any way. And for me I go back to probably my favorite paragraph in this entire book it's on page 12 and it says my friend suggested what then seemed a novel idea he said why don't you choose your own conception of god and if it wasn't for that i would not have been able to um accept this program because of my fear of religion and my distaste for religion <clears throat> and today I can have an open heart to any any spiritual walk. And, you know, I came into this program because I hated my life and I, I wanted to lose weight. Everything was about my weight. And, you know, the saying, I came for the vanity but stayed for the sanity, rings true for me because in this program, which I had no idea this was a spiritual program, and um, now I have a relationship With God. I used to not even be able to say that word. It would just get stuck in my mouth and just, it was awful for me to have to say. And so I appreciate so much that this is not, I was going to say it's not a God program. It is in many ways, but it can be my creator, my higher power, source, whatever it may be. And um, I can remember years ago, just I hated my life so much, I would wake up every day wanting to die. And reading something <clears throat> that said that, you know, finding a spiritual path is the way to peace. And I remember thinking, well, I'm screwed because I don't know how to do that. And then I found Overeaters Anonymous and I, I was introduced to the big book of AA and it has solved that problem for me. It's a spiritual program that has led to a relationship with a power greater than myself that has saved my life. and. When I can rel- just let go and let God, everything works. And um, when I when I'm struggling with something, I can ask myself, "What is in the interest of what my higher power wants for me?" And when I go that way, it feels easy. It just resonates Time. in my body. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Julie. Uh, Risa
6: P. It's your turn. Followed by Lisa H. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. And I have been in a lot of fear these past uh, couple of weeks. So I am so grateful we're reading this paragraph and I'm so grateful for the people on the line who have gotten me through. Um, And I love the prayer because I know when it says ask, this is a prayer. So I've written my resentments, and I've realized underneath my resentments, I'm basically afraid of everything. Um, And what am I going to do about my fear? Just like everything else, I can't make and will the fear away. I just can't. I try, and it doesn't work in abstinence, in program. And it's telling me my directions. It's very simple. I ask and I ask God to remove the fear, and then He directs me. It reminds me of that turn. He just directs my attention. I'm usually facing in a direction that's um, unproductive when I'm fearful, and I get to direct my attention and turn in the direction that God wants me to go. And I always have to remember it says what He would have me be, not what He would have me do. Um, My impulse is to do, 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 and get really busy and the first thing i need to be is just be still and be quiet and ask for direction once i can you know uncover these defects i need to sit still and ask for direction the other thing i wanted to share on is i let him demonstrate through me what he can do and that reminds me i'm not running the show yet again I need constant reminders. I let God demonstrate me. And the only way I can let God demonstrate me is when I've done the footwork and I see how I am running the show or trying Um, because it's always self-reliance that gets me into fear. Um, And then I just let God direct me, run the show, and I follow directions. Um, And I'm on my way to Montreal this morning. I am fearful Um, but I need to trust that God will give me the courage, the ability to do what I need to do um, so that I can be useful to my mother, my brother, my family. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Reva P. Lisa
7: H., it's your turn, followed by Terry N. Good morning. Uh, This is Lisa H., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater, from Tennessee. And um, this is one powerful paragraph, you know, it talks about spirituality as the way of weakness, paradoxically, it's the way of strength, and, and having courage and all of men of faith have courage. Well, when I was in my disease, and you know, even in the beginning, um, all I knew was fear, all I knew was, um, you know, I was afraid of what you thought of me I was afraid to hurt somebody's feelings I you know um, I was I was stifled by fear Um, and even before I got to to my amends process I was going to be faced with someone um, in whom I had this resentment I was going to owe an amends and and my sponsor said to me just say the fear prayer and I walked around all day please God take my fear away please God take my fear away and so it was. Um, and so when I was faced with this woman, I, there was no fear. Um, it was just an amazing um, process, even though I was only halfway through um, and so it taught me um, it taught me a that I needed to bring God into every um, aspect of my day, even even the um, the mundane things. you know we we look at the spiritual life and a lot of people look at it as Uh, life of contemplation of, of distancing ourselves from the world, but it actually is spirituality is action. And that's, that's what we continue to do here. That's what we're doing in this whole program is continuing to take action um, and, and continuing to, to draw God in. Um, I love where it says, um, you know, we never, we trust God. We never apologize for God. And instead we let him demonstrate through us what he can do because um, I ask my sponsees regularly, you know, where are you bringing God in? Um, I think that when we're starting out, we kind of think, I'm not really sure this God thing's going to work. Um, but it's like, it's like uh, using a muscle. The more we bring God in. I mean, I often, someone said on the line one time, breathe God in, breathe out self. <clears throat> and when I'm stressed or Fearful, or even lying on the yoga mat in savasana, I am breathing God in and breathing self out, um, and it keeps me in the moment, and it keeps me doing this action um, so that I can, so that I can become who God wants me to be, um, and with that I pass. Thank you, Lisa
0: H. And I have Terry in, Or is it? Terry N. Good morning, everybody. This is Terry T, T, as in
8: terrific N, from Swedesboro, New Jersey. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody on the line. Grateful to be a part of this meeting. Um, I wanted to share because yesterday I had an experience where I was experiencing fear, and I just feel so blessed to be able to put this program into action, and it actually is, you know, in, in all the time, it just, it just works. So I was having um, some fear about something and I prayed about it. I did, I meditated, I sat quiet, like someone already shared. Um, and I asked for God's help and I asked him to remove my fear. And, you know, it went, it went as well as it could be, you know, because I, it's not up to me. It this, I, I was, going to be there for someone. And I felt like, you know, like someone else already shared, I am not not good enough, or I'm not going to do it right. And, you know, I asked for him to let me be who he wants me to be. And, you know, it, it just was wonderful, because these things, they work, you know, and I, I was told once, and I, I do like that um, courage is not necessarily the absence of fear, but the ability with God's help to continue in the face of it. And he gives me this the strength that I need to put one foot in front of the other even if I am afraid. So I'm just feel very blessed that this program is working in my life and I wanted to share that. So thank you so much. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Terry with a T N. Janice PM, it's your turn, followed by Magdalena. Well, thank you,
1: Mara Z, and everyone. Good morning, Janice P from uh, Massachusetts. God, yeah, what a, what a powerful uh, um, paragraph. We never apologize. I I never apologize for God. I mean, I don't even have to say anything. I mean, <clears throat> because I know, you know, they, they He demonstrates to me, but uh, you know, it's not me. I will say to them, you know, it's not me this is not my success. When somebody calls me and, you know, I can give them a suggestion. Um, I I just say that, you know, that must be God, you know, working through me to you because I don't know how to do this stuff. I really don't. Um, so, and, and I love that too. It's, um, yesterday I went to the eye doctor and, uh, he told me I'm going to need some some eye surgery and um first of all I went oh you know I'm a little bit afraid but first of all it's not even today it's not having happening today it's going to happen maybe two weeks or more and um I I'm not worried I was you know concerned you know naturally I, I can't say that I never fear I think I said it the other day and that's incorrect I do fear but I know what hap- I know what I can do I, uh uh what I can what action I can take in order to get out of it for the day. Um and that is to pray, is to ask my higher power, you know, who's in charge of my life? I'm not in charge of my life. I I, I don't I don't say well you know I'm gonna have my next breath in three hours from now because I don't know. I'm not in charge of my life. So if it's me one one worrying, you know Um, it's not going to work. But I know that I can say this prayer, and he in my higher power will either take care of my problem or he's going to walk me through it. He's going to get me through it to the other side. You know, this book does not teach us that, uh, oh, fear is going to go away and I'm never going to have fear again because fear does come back. It's just like, you know, it's not if it comes back, it's when it comes back. And uh, it states that we will outgrow fear because through prayer, you know, I'm asking my higher power to direct me through his will to do his work, do his work. And then, you know, he will have me be what he wants me to be because I cannot do this myself. Why? Because I'm powerless. You know, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. And it just wouldn't happen because, um, you know, relying on myself, it doesn't work. But this does work. And you notice the result is, like it says here, this is the prayer, he would have us be. And at once, we commence to outgrow fear. What a promise. What a result. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Janice P.M. Magdalena, it's uh, your turn. And would you please give us the first initial of your last name?
4: Hello, thank you. Yes, Magdalena W. Can I be heard? Oh yes, thank you. Okay, all right, thank you. Um, I'm very grateful to be in the meeting today. I was actually just in the middle of an attack of fear. And what, a wonderful paragraph and um, i had i had just prayed the prayer ask god to remove my fear and direct my attention to where he would have me be which is in this meeting and then you know probably to try to be of service to somebody or something else um yeah this is an old fear i have worked with steps before in a different fellowship and uh, fear does return and it it returns when there's a chink in my relationship with my God, with my Creator, and um, what keeps me in the twelve steps above everything is because before I came in, I I couldn't, I didn't have a connection with God in whom I believe. I believed in God, but I had no connection, and um, I had gained a connection through working the steps and I'm about to work them again now in a vision and uh, I can see that I really need it. Um, I definitely don't apologise for God. I'd love him to demonstrate through me what he can do But at the moment. I'm in the bondage of self with the fear. It's an old thing about uh, money and security and there isn't really any foundation. It's so completely. Um, it's a fantasy today, I have plenty for today. So, um, yeah, I want to do this work and I know I need to be doing it on a daily basis and, and carrying the message in order to maintain my connection to my God. Thank you for letting me share
9: past.
0: Thank you, Magdalena. Okay, so for those who joined us uh, after seven a.m., we're on page sixty-eight in the big book, and we are reading the third paragraph that begins, "We never apologize," and commenting on just that one paragraph because it's power-packed. Who would like to share? Star one, please.
5: Lisa, Lisa B. G.
0: from Boston. Lisa B. Michelle M. from Maryland. Katie G. Okay. Naomi Rachel, B. Rochelle Maryland, Naomi Monica, M from Southern Monica California. T, and I think that's it. Hang on one second. Wow. Lisa B., Katie G., Rochelle M., Naomi B., Monica T. we got time for one more. Karen M. from Southern California. Karen M. It's yours. Okay. Lisa B., followed by Katie G., Rochelle M., Naomi B., Monica T., and Karen M. Lisa B., with an E. Would you get us started? Yes.
10: Yes. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And thank you, Maura, for your service. Thank you for everyone that's here on the line with me. And, you know, that's the thing. With me, I'm not alone in this process. And when I got to this part of the step process, it was really about putting everything out on paper, not letting it be secret alone inside of me. You know, the prison had been inside of me in my own mind. In many ways, I was a legend in my own mind. And what is it they say? I'm, a, I'm an egomaniac uh, with an inferiority complex. And you know, this was such an amazing process for me, so fear-riddled all my life. And, um, and it seemed too simplistic. I thought, this is ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. This panacea that you're telling me is going to help me. But it really, really worked. It is a spiritual remedy that truly works. So when I read this book, it's teaching me principles, spiritual principles to live by. It's giving me descriptive words, patience, love, tolerance, um, compassion, helpfulness. It's giving me a, a way of being. It's describing a whole new way for me to be. And You know, the only thing that had to change is everything, and there are places in this book that describe very clearly what it is to be recovered, and it just doesn't happen to me. It's through the action steps. So this process was the beginning of that process, and I found it very helpful to take – now, today, I do 10 steps – to other recovered fellows, um, people that – some people that I go to have many, many years, you know, in this program and live – Uh, by the spiritual principles in this book. It's working for them. So I learned to get an ideal, and I share inventories with them in a fear inventory. You know, for example, I gave a 10-step of a fear inventory, and, um, you know, I did that prayer with them, and then I asked for, you know, any input that they might have or any experience, really, because I don't want to just hear opinions and uh, ideas. I really want to hear about personal experience. We're such great storytellers in this program, and that's why it works. It's one sharing with another. And I've learned new ways of how to face fears by sharing with them my fear and then hearing what they've done. But it is truly coming down to being in quiet with my higher power and learning to hear what this voice is saying to me, and that doesn't happen yet in this step. You know, it really doesn't happen until I'm in the 11th step, but I'm starting to learn how to do it. And sharing in the fifth step with another, um, all of my fears, every single fear, you know, was so, so helpful and freeing. And today I am grateful to be uh, free of this uh, malady. I'm not cured,
0: but I am free today. Thank you. I pass. Thank
11: you, Lisa B to Katie G. Your turn. Good morning, Miss. Yeah, <laughs> good morning, Miss Mora. This is Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic in Boston and you know, I think my mind started to really shift when someone taught me what self-centered fear was. Um I really didn't understand it and um what I'm being taught in the book is that my self-centered fear is this like a little girl who looks at the world about how, like, and analyzes how am I going to get my needs met and is in constant analyzation of are you going to meet my needs? Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Is that going to happen? And what it tells me is that at once we commence to outgrow fear, right? So fear is lack of growth and I can grow. I mean, my primary purpose today is to stay clean and help other women. And I need to grow. I need to have a new experience with God. I need to be revitalized. You know, I, I'm recovered for a few 24 hours, but if I'm not you know, revitalizing and looking at how am I allowing my fears to paralyze me? What actions am I not taking? What actions are going underground because I'm too afraid to move forward and I'm too afraid to say it out loud? And um, the crazy thing about fear is I create my biggest fear, right? So I'm afraid someone's going to abandon me. So what do i do every single thing i can to push you away because i'm going to leave you before you leave me because i'm not going to let you hurt me right so then you're gone and now i have a self-fulfilling prophecy and what a surprise look at me like my life in, in my 20s looked at my life could didn't move on with with uh school didn't know how to have relationships got fired from the same job four different times stuck and look at me as a recovered woman today okay Katie where are you stuck where are you not moving forward where are the same character defects coming up over and over again because you're not growing and what do you need to do to uncover discover and discard more to give God more um and you know someone talked about this like we ask God to remove our fears and direct our attention to what he would have us be we don't run around and make 50 phone calls. We don't run to 50 meetings. We don't, you know, like, and this is what I do. We don't exercise for 10 hours. We don't run, 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 right? Because if I'm running, the fear's going to catch up at me with me sometime, right? And then I'm going to look around and I'm going to wonder why my life is falling flat and why everybody in the world is failing me because I'm not connecting to God. You know, the whole purpose of this is to give me a connection with God, to have, you know, um, a connection with God that, and and not to be worshiping the connection, but to get to it, to get to God by continuing to seek him, you know, not, um, not getting stuck in, in all the methodology, but, um. You know, I have to just say, I'll close with this, like the amazingness of this program is what I get to do each and every day when I don't use fear as a reason not to grow. And with that, I do pass.
0: Thank you, Katie G. Rochelle M., it's your turn, followed by Naomi B.
12: So I hope you can hear me. There's a dog barking in the background. Actually, the two of them. Now I'm walking, so I, can I be heard? I
0: can hear you, Rochelle.
12: Okay, great. So if I walk fast enough, I'll be past the door. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I wanted to share. This This actually, this is a story that predates my being in program. And it goes back so far that there were no cell phones in that day, that daytime. I had to go see somebody for business purposes who had given our company something absolutely unacceptable for us to publish. And, um, I was a person who was delegated, designated to meet with him. I had never met him before and I was expecting a completely reasonable response because all he had to do was give me substitute, ad copy, it would have been just fine. I went to see him. I met with him in his office and when I told him about a survey we had done that this would not be he gave us, would not be acceptable to our audience, uh, he, uh, very much surprised me. He closed the door in his office. I was the only one in the room, and he stood he stood up, closed the door, put his arms against himself like like uh, uh, the genie that comes out of the lamp. you know I'm about five feet one petite person, and he said, "You're not going to leave here until I get my money back." Well, I didn't have his money. There was nothing that I could do. I didn't have said the, there were no cell phones that day. I had always been afraid of the men who scream, yell, and try to intimidate me, which is certainly a reasonable fear. And I don't know where this came from. It must have been only from my higher power, because um, I walked over to his desk, and I picked up the phone, and he said to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm calling 911 and telling them you are holding me captive in your office. He threw open the door, and he said, get out of here, get out of here, and I can tell you, I certainly was very happy to get out of there, get out of there, and I can only imagine that that thought came from my higher power, because there's no way I would have come up with that idea, so um, without it pass, thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Rochelle. Naomi B., it's your turn, followed by Monica T. Hi,
13: Maura, good morning, it's Naomi B., can you hear me? I can. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Thank you for your service. Good morning, my family. This is Naomi be a grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater outside Philadelphia. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. Well, what resonates with me with this, these beautiful, beautiful words, beautiful sentences, Is Thank you, God, because of my program and and the release of the weight, I go out on God walks, and my God walks could be anywhere from two two to four miles or two to five miles, where before at, at my top weight, I couldn't walk two blocks and i'm I'm sharing about this because what I find is when I'm walking along and I see an obstacle up ahead, I'm thinking, "How am I going to get past it through it, around it and then I as I approach it, I see there's nothing to it. I can just walk right by it, and this is what this is how God is working in my life with a fear because I never realized I was full of so much fear. When I was in the food, I just didn't realize. And now they still pop up at times because, like like it's so beautifully said on this program, I'll never rise above the level, level of being a human being, that God is stronger than I am. God is stronger than my fears. And when these fears pop up, which they do, that God takes me through it. Just like he does when I'm out on my God walk and I walk past or around these obstacles. And he is there for me. And I am like so thankful. And with that, I pass. Thank you for allowing me to share.
0: Thank you, Naomi. And Monica T., it's your turn, Harmonica. Huh,
14: Hey, good morning, Mara. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. And I would like to do a little review here of the instructions that we have been given on this page on how to do our fear inventory. And that first paragraph says we're going to put them on paper. Well, where does this list come from? Well, when I did my turnarounds, part of that was asking myself what was I frightened of? And had to write that, you know write down my fear. So there was a whole bunch of fears I went back and rewrote. And then the first thing it says here, we asked ourselves why we had them. Um, you know Where did it come from? And wasn't because self-reliance failed us it was the second little question I was going to answer about my fears. And then in the second paragraph, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. If I trust and rely upon God, what do I do or think today? And then in this last paragraph here, we're being given a prayer. And I, have, and I would fill in the blank with the prayer, with this particular prayer that I was having and ask God to remove it. And then what would he have me be? So I would like to just very quickly read through uh, an example. All right, I had a fear of being rejected. Why, where did this come from? It originated in my childhood. I felt rejected by my mother. She withdrew with us before she died, and she knew she was dying that day, but never said goodbye. And then my brother died a few years later, and my, and my father was just in so much grief over my brother that he forgot about me and my brother. Okay, so this is where it originated. Short, sweet, and simple. Number two, self-reliance failed us. What were my coping techniques? Well, I built around a wall around me. You know i felt so i was strong i took care of myself because no one else would i buried my feelings with food feelings weren't good food was a comfort but you know what food this coping technique technique went on to really bite my butt and this also isolated me from relationships so how did this work it didn't work very well monica number three trust god well if i trust god when i trust and rely on god today I can see things in a whole new way. He's showing me that he never rejected me. He was always right here with me. All I have to do is turn to him. I don't have to ever have to be alone again. You know, he's given me this fellowship. I can reach out to people. You know, what a concept. And then number four, the prayer. Dear God, I come to you with a fear of being rejected because I have relied on my finite self to provide me with self-worth. I now come to you trusting relying on your infinite love to heal me. Please remove my fear of being rejected and direct my attention to what you would have me be. And this was the most important part. What would he have me be? Pause, pray, write down what I heard from him. These were my instructions. Be helpful, trust, share. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica
0: T. Karen M, it is your turn. Hi, this is Karen M from Southern California. Can I be heard?
4: Yes, thank you.
15: Thank you. Um, Thank you to everybody who's been of service today and thank you for all the shares. It means um, so much to me. It's my first time sharing on the 7 a.m. meeting and um, I just wanted to say that um, that In itself can bring up some fear but um but not to the extent of other fears in my life and so um i love that it says that once we commence to outgrow fear and commence being to begin or start and i love the one of the definitions of outgrow is to leave behind as we mature and um i just love that god can help me mature in my relationship with God, in my relationship with others, in my relationship with myself, um, as I begin to outgrow the fear, um, as I've asked God to remove that fear, then it happens like right away that um, I don't always feel that the fear is like totally gone right away, but it says we begin to outgrow or leave behind as we mature. And so I'm beginning to mature and how do I mature in my relationship with God? I have a focus on what God would have me be in that moment. And um, in that moment, whatever is revealed to me, it really does help me um, become more of an adult really and become more responsible for um, what I am doing as well as who I am. And so, It really is um, a beautiful process, and I just want to, like, what I do um, when I'm feeling like suddenly I have to figure things out and reduce the threat, um, because when I'm in fear, there's something, an instinct, a part of me that's feeling threatened And um, then I, my immediate go-to is like, okay, how do I reduce the threat? What do I have to do? Like I have to figure things out logistically, all kinds of other ways. And um, instead, when I do this and go to God and ask him to remove those fears and um, ask for my attention to be drawn to what would God have me be, then that's the opportunity to um, sit and then move out into the world, um, into my home, into my workplace, into wherever I'm going, into a conversation and mature as God would have me be. And um, it's a beautiful feeling and it's a constant process because I will be physically maturing um, until the end of my days. And so um, I will be spiritually maturing As God helps me, continue to outgrow fear. Thank you. I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Karen M. We have time for two, maybe three shares. Who would like to share? Star one. Evening.
9: Hello. Hello.
0: Good evening. And did I hear Russ?
9: Yep, I'm here.
0: Okay, and one uh, more possibly? Raquel. Raquel. Yeah. Okay, Irini, please go ahead and give us your last initial.
16: Irini M., thank you, more for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. Well, how big, <clears throat> excuse me, how big is my God um, depends on my trust in God and believing in him so I can depend on him. You know, I cannot depend on anyone that I do not trust. So what made me trust in God the way I trust God? Oh, my goodness. I, when I didn't trust him, I was separated from him and my instincts were out of control. You know, I was lost and I was full of fear. And once I got connected with my loving God and having that intimate relationship with God, having that conscious contact with him, strengthening my connection with him, being aligned with his principles, my instincts all of a sudden started to be aligned, in control, and then there was no fear. So this connection gives me a guided spirit mind. And it's surrendering my strength, thinking that I can. I gain so much strength because it's God's strength working in me and through me. And I love paradoxes because it doesn't make sense to a human being. But because it doesn't make sense to a human being, it makes sense coming from God. We're not meant to understand everything. And I... You know, I've learned if I trust this, it really works. So when I choose to have courage, then I'm coming out of my comfort zone so I can discover something new, and it's building up my trust muscle that melts all fear away. So when I choose to focus on on God, he gives me that strength, and that has a hold on me. And by trusting that I'm putting faith into action, and what is that action? That's courage. Courage to be what? To become the daughter of God that I was meant to be. Wow. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Adini. Russ M., it is your turn.
17: Good morning. Russ? It's Russ M., the Cover Compulsive Reader. Um. This uh. This passage is convicting me. You know, this is like the perfect passage, perfect day, perfect time in my life to be reading. You know, it. As I'm driving to work, I'm thinking like, I, I'm just welling up. I'm, uh, my, my, I have emotion, because my whole life has been based on fear. Not really worrying about what people thought of me, or or, you know, just opinions for more that I'm just not going to achieve. I'm, 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 I'm fearful that I, I won't be able to be who God made me to be. When I really think about it. And I went through this big book many times. And it's like, this didn't pop out to you? Like, you know, you ask God to remove this fear and have him make you be what he wants you to be. Like, how simple is that? How simple is that? How many times have I missed it? Today, it jumped out of the pages, right right to my face today. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. It's a terrible way to live, living in fear. Boy, I got the food down, and I'm sponsoring, and I'm working my spiritual program, but maybe I haven't surrendered this year. So now I know what to do. So I, I, I'm grateful that God opened up these pages today to me, that I got to ask him, you know, I guess for all of us, you know, we battled this fear in some way. Some people got it nipped. Some people, you know, it, it's, it's less. But it does still overtake me sometimes, and this is what I got to do. So it's a cool thing. Ain't that a beautiful blessing on a Thursday morning that we have all we need to live a, a free life? And I just got to maybe got to keep reading this couple, reading these couple of, uh, paragraphs to keep it out of my head. But I'm just grateful that I have all of you here. I tell you that really it helps the fear go down. It helps helps me survive, Help me thrive in this life. So, thanks a lot. You guys are awesome.
0: Thanks, Russ Raquel, it's your turn.
9: Hello, hello, all my family there, and hi, Morav. Thank you for your service. Um, can you hear me? Okay. I can, yes, go ahead, raquel, so, yeah, this is really beautiful. I agree with with all the things that were said. What a way to get to get rid of the fear, my tremendous fear these days, in light of what how my brother was treated or not treated by the people that I had you know expected a little bit better, but um but, um it um, awoke in me uh, feel, fear of abandonment uh, which I tried to overcome all my life but now that I'm getting older and um, things are happening and health and and a little bit of uh, um, less of memory and, and attention span and so on uh, like I'm looking and asking myself what on earth is going to be with me and that's a question that in light of what God demonstrated through me, is a lot of impudence, and it, amazingly, he, he has such a good curriculum for me. Yesterday, after I after the the meeting, a grandson who is here from Baltimore for a year called me that he'd like to to put in a little garden near where he lives, where the school rented some apartments for boys uh, who study here for a year. And he's going to be here until Hanukkah. And Grandma, could you help me? And he's got it in him, and my daughter does, that we like plants, we like gardening. And it was such a a wonderful respite and relief to just do something else than contemplate my navel all the time Mm -hmm. and my feelings, just to pick up and go to a nursery and buy soil and buy with him nice plants and go to his place and, and... just do it, you know, put in a cute little garden. And I'm so grateful. I I, I thank God that he really, he really has a good curriculum for me. And I should just keep on relying on Him and trusting Him because I know, for one thing, He would have me be grateful and showing my gratitude to the people around me. And as a result, I was able to call some people for whom I felt resentment and and uh, and open my heart, you know, to them, not not in conver- the specific conversation, but to really feel that my heart opens up to their situation and their how they are set up, their circumstances. Especially my sister-in-law, who is now a widow, and I went through that, and I'd like to be there for her and go and visit her. And these were feelings. a reminder yes, thank you, that really God is doing his work. If I don't bother him and tell him how. Thank you so much. Everybody has have wonderful recovery and a wonderful day. And thank you for being there for me. I pass.
0: Thank you, Raquel E. And you um, are our last sharer today. So thank you to everyone who shared. We had quite a list this morning. Thank you very much. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And today's share ID is 11,512-11512. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And will Annie V. please read? From page 164. Our book is meant, um, yes, oh goodness. <laughs> our book is meant to be suggestive only.
11: Hi, this is Annie B. Gratefully recovered just for today, New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.